Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all of our great stations across the country. And... We are coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 in New York City, where um, almost every morning I almost fall. <laughs> every morning I almost slip. It's un- I got to work on my shoe game. Well, maybe it's because you're working with Smalls every single day, <laughs> yeah. and she admittedly can is clumsy. Wear off. I-, I think it's something like I can rub off a little bit. Yeah. Wow, I didn't a, know you're that. You're getting a little bit out in your system. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. Maybe let, maybe you just let me slide a little bit over in the studio, <laughs> That's right. so I'm not, I'm not too close. Cool. Her clumsy is contagious. I gotta I gotta be careful. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if this is like I guess it's kind don't of worry. A you've had thing. enough surgeries. No, no, that's straight. a good point. Fair straight. point. Did you see Phil Mickelson released a statement letting everybody know he's not going to gamble on football this year, and it's because of his gambling addiction, <laughs> which it's like. I don't know whether or not I'm supposed to laugh or cry. I mean, addiction is a real thing. It's not yeah. funny. But the fact that he released a statement basically telling us, all right, I'm out on football this year is an interesting thing that I just, I don't know. That was because we talk about gambling so much. Yeah. Like, there, there is a hazard to it. Yeah. I guess when you bet billions with a B like Phil Mickelson yeah, does. Yeah, that, that could be a problem. I'm just waiting for Phil Mickelson to release a statement saying that he's no longer going to wear shirts that are three sizes too small for him. Oh. Okay, now this is interesting. He's got, we got to stop it. The, the Smedium shirt for Phil Mickelson, nobody wants to see that, Phil. Yes, but yes. as you get older, you need to grow old gracefully. A part of that is wearing clothing that fits, not clothing that looks like you're wearing a compression tights. <laughs> see, I'm in an interesting tweener spot Oh, right gosh, now. here we go. Here you brought we go. it up. Buckle up. I'm glad you did, though. Um, I, I, to get ready for this show, one would think you got to work on radio. Right, work on all kinds of ideas, topics. Mm-hmm. I, of course, have to work on my eating to get ready for this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm less than what I was, but back to normally what I should be. So it's like I'm in that in-between spot. Like, do you wear a little bit tighter? Do you not wear a little bit tighter? What do you do mm. in that spot? Well, I, I feel like it just depends on your muscle tone. If uh, none. If, well, well, then you need to wear looser-fitting clothing. That, you, know, you know, nobody wants to see you be skinny fat through your shirt. Got and it. that's where we're at with Phil Mickelson. Like I like it's just like you, you see like he's got that skinny fat thing going on and nobody wants to see that. Like this is a public service announcement. Do do everyone else a favor. If you're not in shape, don't wear clothes that are that tight fitting. Like have some modesty. Just understand that you ain't that person when it comes to having your body completely together. I'm not body shaming anybody, but nobody wants to see some of the things that Phil Mickelson is wearing. Like stop it, Phil. Wear a shirt that actually fits. You don't need to wear medium when we know you need double XL. Stop yourself. No way he's double XL. Yes, he is. Double XL. XL. You think he's double XL? He's probably double XL. He's not a little. Phil Mickelson's not a little guy. He's not a little guy. Well, he's not are, a little guy. Think you but are, he's wearing shirt. little guy shirts. He needs to stop. <laughs> it's a problem. Right. I'm not alone in this one. 
I mean, it's what right. Kind of there. It's, it's right up there with Dan Orlovsky backwards cap. Like right under that is Phil Mickelson with the, the tight fitting shirt. What Stop. are you double X? I don't know what size I wear. This is a tailor made shirt. I don't know what oh, size. I wear. Javante, oh, Javante, get him! Wow. Humble brag. Come on, style. come on, Javante. <laughs> Let's get on the guy that's six eight, three hundred fifty <laughs> pounds I'm for having a tailor made shirt. Because oh. where the hell am I going to buy a shirt off the rack? <laughs> don't think I didn't know the double. Notice the double CC on the shirt. Yeah, you like that, right? Oh, I didn't like see that. You like that, right? Small. It's a small thing. Right? Yeah. Oh, the, the details, the details. You wow. got Oh, I, I, can <laughs> I appreciate it. Here's what I want you guys He's to do it. before we get to the Eagles and Chiefs quickly. I want you to rank your interest level in the four teams that played last night, most to least interesting relative to their performance, i.e. Browns are most interesting because of the injury. So yeah. give me the four teams and, and your ranking of how interesting they were last night for you. Uh, the Browns, the Steelers right after that, just the way they won the game with defense. I think it's the first time they've had four takeaways and two defensive touchdowns in a game since 1998. So you're talking about a quarter century. Can Mike Tomlin find a way with this team and with as bad as his offense has played through the first two weeks to be in playoff contention? Given the state of the AFC North, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Then I would go New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to run away with the NFC South. I'm not buying into the Falcons or the Bucks. And then I would say the Carolina Panthers. And the only reason the Panthers are interesting to me this year is because of Bryce Young. But it's clearly a, a, a ground-up type of rebuild down there in Charlotte. Yeah, we're in lockstep, CC. I'm going Browns, Steelers, Saints, Panthers. I think the Browns are interesting, especially today, uh, for a lot of reasons. We should have listened to you with the Steelers yesterday. And, you know, I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking, why didn't we listen to Evan? Because we know, we we are intoxicated by the Browns week one. We so badly want to believe that they're going to find a way to put it together and become the team that they've been hovering around for the past couple years. And you just feel bad for the fans of Cleveland. Like, they deserve this at some point. But Mike Tomlin and the Steelers is a proven commodity. Why why do we ever think that it's going to be different? Because Cleveland has so much more talent I than know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, but you know what? Some people can't have nice Cleveland things. is like that Jerry curl that really just doesn't curl. Like it, it, like it just you hope that it curls, but it just don't curl. That's what the Cleveland Browns are. They always have a lot of talent. Like over the last several years in the Kevin Stefanski era, it ain't been an issue of talent. But for one reason or another, whether it's the Baker Mayfield issue or the Deshaun Watson drama or key injuries with guys, like they just can't find a way to get out of their own way. And last night was just an extension of that. That's why I was so excited to see it, and that's why Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland, shout out to them, was so worried about going into a Monday night game where they were clearly the more talented of the two teams. No question. But I think that maybe the talent at the coaching position is something we should have considered more because of how great Tomlin is. Yeah. There's a fifth team that didn't play last night that I was just thinking about as you guys were talking that we should probably mention. And that's the Bears because they have the Panthers pick. Oh, yeah. So as long as we see that NFC South winning games, and even if you don't buy into Tampa and Atlanta, you still buy into them probably more in terms of wins this year than Carolina because mm-hmm. Carolina is a years-to-come team, not a now team. The Bears get that Carolina pick. Every which way is, is kind of going in that direction of the Chicago Bears looking for a quarterback. After yeah, but here's the thing. Even if the Bears get one of the top signal callers, whether it ends up being Caleb Williams or Drake May or Shador Sanders, whoever – do you have any confidence that they're going to be able to develop him? They took Mitch Trubisky with the second overall pick once upon a time, draft bus. They took Justin Fields with the 11th overall pick, starting to look like a draft bus. Why should we have any confidence in the Chicago Bears organization that they are going to properly develop a quarterback? Like, that's the part that I keep waiting on. It's like, 
all right, we get it. Maybe this guy might not have been the most talented. Maybe there are some sports character issues that keep guys from realizing the ceiling based on their potential, based on their skill set. But at some point, we have to hold the organization accountable. Aren't we there with the Chicago Bears? Do we trust the coaching staff? Do we trust the general manager that they're going to put the infrastructure in place, the requisite pieces to get the most out of their people and the most out of their quarterbacks? I don't. And at this point, it's starting to feel like a situation where maybe the Chicago Bears should entertain already getting a developed quarterback because it ain't working out for them drafting guys with top picks in the NFL draft. I just, I'm concerned about going that route just once again. Justin Fields may not, may or may not be the guy, but if they decide to pivot off of him this offseason, I just don't know what direction they should go that's going to lead to this franchise having success. You're saying this, and I'm like, what year are we in? Because you're saying, oh, they can't develop a quarterback. Yeah, for the last 50 years. That's yeah. my point. The, 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 the best quarterback the Chicago Bears have been able to hold up is Sid Luckman. How long ago was that? Jay Cutler center looked real good. Well, I mean, Jay he, Cutler I at least got – He lost a lot of weight, he, his hair. <laughs> but here's the thing. Jay Cutler got him to a conference championship game. Yeah. Well, at least you could say that. Oh, yeah. Jay yeah, Cutler is better than all these but guys. Like, Rex Grossman got Sexy him to a Rexy? Super, uh, Super Bowl. Sexy Rexy? Oh, yeah. I was at that Super but, Bowl. But I mean, they, they, the, they got to that point despite their quarterback and not because of him. Like, when have the Chicago Bears had a quarterback that's been a force multiplier? It's been a minute. Which is why they thought Justin Fields was finally going to be that guy. But I'm with you, CC. I know that this is an incredibly rich quarterback draft class. But we felt that so high about Justin Fields when he was coming out. At what point are we going to say it's on the Bears and they need to just pull the plug and reboot again? I, there's just some organizations, whether it's the going back to the Browns or the Bears, where you just wonder – can you have nice things? Like, when are you going to be able to figure it out? Because historically, the Bears in the quarterback position, it's not been American. Maybe the Bears go the route of what we saw with the L.A. Rams once upon a time or the Tampa Bay Bucks once upon a time. You get a veteran quarterback that's, you know, in his mid to late 30s that has that, that shown the ability to be a productive player, and you just put a really, really good team together with high draft picks, and then you go ahead and insert the quarterback in free agency or via trade, and you rock out like that. I, I, I don't know that there's any perfect solution to the ineptitude that we've seen from the Chicago Bears in recent years, but I'm starting to feel like this is just a franchise that can't, for whatever reason, develop quarterbacks. So why are we to believe that parachuting a different quarterback in there, a guy with a different name on the back of the jersey at the position, is going to be any different than what we've seen over the last five or six years between Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields? You have no reason to believe that. The crazy thing is uh, the top four picks in the draft we may see with two teams total. Think about that. Arizona and Chicago combined may have the top four picks in the draft. Arizona has wow. Houston's pick. Chicago has Carolina's pick. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about the, the Super Bowl from a year ago, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Am I wrong to be completely uninterested in either team because of the fact that – and what I mean by that, it's a complimentary thing, right? It's like if you're looking at the Denver Nuggets in the NBA this year and they start out 10-10 and 10, – so? <laughs> what yeah. do I care? Right? Okay, so Jokic could be a sixth seed instead of a one seed. So? The Chiefs and the Eagles at a combined 3-1. and one, Eagles 2-0, and oh, not playing that well. Chiefs 1-1, one one, lose the opener to the Lions, win on Sunday against the Jaguars, 17-9, ugly game. My response is, so? <laughs> they're, they're in the Super Bowl. They're fine. Are we really going to make a big deal about these two teams? No. Good. Okay, uh, now I'm that we're done with that. No. <laughs> no. No. That's there's the no answer. reason. There's no. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous that we even, like, we have to compliment great teams by ignoring them. As odd as that may sound, we have to compliment some of these great teams by just ignoring them. They're going to be fine. 
There's no reason for concern with Philadelphia unless you buy that Jalen Hurts is hurt. And there's no reason for concern with Kansas City. Now that Patrick Mahomes' contract is done, check. Chris Jones is back, check. Travis Kelsey, blank space, check. Done, (laughs) right? Maybe you want to say it was a cruel summer. I don't know. Karma is maybe coming back around through that lavender haze. They're fine. They're fine. Stop it. Especially with the Kansas City Chiefs. Has any team in the NFL earned more of the benefit of the doubt than the Kansas City Chiefs? No, not currently. No I, I don't know. They has certainly haven't looked like themselves. They haven't been dominant, especially on the offensive so? side of the ball. But who cares? So I have every ounce of confidence in Patrick Mahomes and that and Andy Reid and the Chiefs that they're going to figure it out. Oh, there's no question about it. And when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel better about them two weeks into the season than I do about the Philadelphia Eagles when comparing the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year just because of the competition that those teams are going to be facing. The Cincinnati Bengals don't look like they're going to be in it different in the last couple of years that that has been the chief competitor no point intended no pun intended to Kansas City so now we're talking about the likes of Miami Dolphins the Baltimore Ravens maybe the Buffalo Bills if Josh Allen could stop throwing the ball to the other team like that's the list of teams that are going to be in the way of the Kansas City Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl when I look at the list of teams that are going to be in the way of getting back to the Super Bowl for the Eagles I'm a lot more concerned because those teams look a lot more potent. The Dallas Cowboys, the most dynamic defense in all of football. Like I said before, they lead the league in point differential, sack differential, and turnover margin. They're going to win a lot of games doing that. The San Francisco 49ers, they look like the most complete team top to bottom through the first two weeks in the NFL season. So I'm more concerned about the NFC juggernauts closing the gap to the Philadelphia Eagles than I am the other AFC contenders closing the gap to the Kansas City Chiefs. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your telephone number to be a part of the show. Maybe we're just incorrectly ignoring them. Maybe we should be worried about those two. None of us think we should be. Plus, we're going to get your phone calls in on the grudge. Who do you hold a grudge against still in sports? Also, there are nine teams that are 2-0 and so far in the NFL, but are you sold on their starting quarterbacks? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Eddie rocking all night long. Because we be repping Brock. <laughs> Purdy. Brock until the break <laughs> of dawn. <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> Purdy. 
Don't tell me they shouldn't be playing this in Levi Stadium. Do they? And when, we just when, don't know when, this. When their no. offense comes on the field, they should be playing this. They're going to. They're absolutely. And let me tell you, sometimes you need a song for a yeah. championship team. I think back to 2019 when the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. Don't tell Gloria. me that Gloria by Laura Branigan played yeah. a huge role in that. So yeah. they should consider so, working yeah, in the whispers. Yeah, maybe when he throws a touchdown pass, yeah. Brock. Can you imagine the whole day. stadium singing that <laughs> yeah. in the, unison? Oh, that'd be the great. White Sox in 05 have oh, Journey. Yeah, don't, don't stop, stop believing. believing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You guys came out when maybe well, you, were on, you were on the second Giants team. Yes. The first one came out to Stronger. Mm-hmm. Not to bring up who sang that or rapped that, but that was like a big thing for them <laughs> yeah, exactly. during the course of yeah, that, yeah. that run. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. there yeah. is something. Every, to every championship team has their soundtrack. They have yeah. that one song that they all rally around. Totally. Yeah, yeah like, like the mojo. 2011 Giants, it was Stay Scheming off of the Rick Ross, Rich Forever mixtape. Like, that was our song. So good. Stay Scheming. So yeah, good. like that was it. That was our anthem for that year. Like, so every team has it. Yeah, every my, team uh, has my, it. my high school team, we had Seam Shalom. Tovah. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Enough of that, enough oh, okay. of that. Okay, let's get into wow, sports. Wow, you don't like Hebrew songs. Let's get into sports. Wow, yeah. wow. On Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. All right, nine teams have 2-0 and records so far in the NFL, and their quarterbacks... We just talked about one of them are not necessarily the dominant quarterbacks. We're not talking about Mahomes. We're not talking about Rodgers. We're not talking about Burrow or Allen. We're talking about guys that we may or may not be sold on. Let's start with Brock Steady. Brock Purdy. Are we sold on Brock Purdy, San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I'm sold on him. I mean, through the first two weeks of the regular season, he's got the best QBR in all of football. I mean, all this guy does is win games. The only loss that he has since he's become a starter was in the conference championship game, and he got knocked out of that game in the first quarter. So what's there not to like about what Brock Purdy has been able to do? He's got a lot of skill position players around him. He does a good job of getting them to football. And two things that Brock Purdy excels at, he's good against the blitz, He's great in the red zone. That's how you really judge high-level quarterbacking. He's phenomenal in both of those areas. So, yeah, there's no reason not to believe in Brock Purdy. Yeah, my question about Brock Purdy wasn't can he get it done, but what was the elbow going to look like when he came back? And I think he's answered those questions. I'm absolutely a believer in Brock Purdy. I think the best thing about Brock Purdy is he doesn't think he's that good. And I mean that complimentary. Like, he doesn't think, like, oh, I'm here to win the game. I'm here to dominate. It's just like, okay, Brandon Ayuk is awesome. Debo Samuel's awesome. Christian McCaffrey's awesome. And George Kittle's awesome. Let me just get them the ball. Simple as that. The the only knock is he wasn't great in the last game at throwing the deep ball, and he did have some misses, but you're nitpicking there. All right, Sam Howell, Washington Commanders, sold or not sold on Howell? I'm sold on him. I'm sold on Sam Howell, man. And the biggest reason why is because Sam Howell has found a way to be able to excel at throwing the ball down the field. That's one of the biggest things that uh, this Washington Commanders offense has been missing is a quarterback that can push the ball down the field in the vertical passing game. And Sam Howell has really excelled in that arena in throws of 15 yards or more downfield. I mean, Sam Howell this season on throws of 15 yards or more downfield, you're talking about this guy having having a pretty good record. I'm trying to pull up the numbers right now. It's not working for me. I have them from last week. There you go. Those. Pull them up. 27 to 39, 299 yards, two touchdowns. He's 3 and 0 as a starting quarterback dating back to last season. The mm-hmm. first Washington quarterback to win his first three career starts since 1987. Hello. So I mean, that's that's what we're talking about with Sam Howe. I mean, he's he's shown ability to take advantage of the scheme that Eric Bieniemy has put in place. So I finally got the numbers on throws of 15 yards or more downfield this season. Sam Howe is eight of eleven 
and he's got 188 yards and a touchdown and a QBR of 100. That That is phenomenal. I mean, the ball that he threw in to Terry McLaurin, tight coverage, touchdown in the end zone, that's a big-time throw. 30 yards in the air, on a rope, hits the receivers right there in his hands. He can't walk it to him any better. So I'm sold on Sam Howell, and a big part of why is because of the play caller and the skill position players around him, but then also his ability to throw the ball downfield. Okay, so you just said two things that I think are really important. I think we have to separate Sam Howell from Eric Bieniemy. I think it's easier for me to say I'm sold on Bieniemy because his Washington offense – is looking similar-ish to his Kansas City offense. Yeah. There's no way I could say I'm sold on Sam Howell because it's too small of a sample size in three total games to this year. And look at the teams they played against. They played against Arizona tanking, and you both, fairly, have said that Denver stinks. So I'm not sold yet on Sam Howell. De- Denver stinks. I don't think Denver's defense stinks, though. They did a little bit in the second half on, on Sunday, to, to be fair. Well, I think that... Well, we can go back they and both, forth on both that. Sides, yeah, both, both sides were bad, but yeah. when your offense is giving away the ball like it's going out of style, it's hard for your defense to be good. All I'm simply saying is this. That Denver Broncos defense has traditionally been good, yeah. right? Especially with Van Joseph as a defensive coordinator. Sam Howell shredded them to pieces in, in a comeback effort after being down 18 in the first half. That, to me, shows me something. So, yeah, you're probably right. It's more about the combination of all the different factors that are playing into Sam Howell having success. But I feel good about him moving forward this season. I think it's going to be more of the same. I don't think the first two weeks are an aberration or an outlier. And in the offseason and in the preseason, we heard so many positive reviews about Sam Howell coming out of Washington. And you think, oh, is this just lip service? Are they just trying to hype up this guy? And yes, it's a small sample size, three games. But I don't know how uh, after these three games you don't feel good, at least in the direction with which he's going. All right, I think the next one is the hardest one are you sold on. Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons, they're 2-0. They come back down 24-12 against the Packers on Sunday. Are you sold on Desmond Ritter? See, it's the hardest one. I think I got to wait and see, but the guy just makes plays, man, with his arm, with his leg. He finds a way to make plays, and he's more athletic than you would actually think he is based on his size, and he's got a lot of weapons at his disposal, too. So I, I just... I like Desmond Ritter. I think it's a wait and see. I don't think we can make any definitive determination. But so far, so good. I mean, Desmond Ritter has been pretty good in, in a limited sample size of him being a starter in the National Football League, even going back to last year. Yeah, I'm going to need to see it more consistently. I'm actually really surprised with how uh, productive Desmond Ritter's been through two games, and the Atlanta Falcons, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, he's got a 4-2 and two record in six career starts. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, by the way, I'm glad you brought up. Again, people don't like that, the QB record. I think it's important. It means your team is in position to win games. It's like starting pitching in, in baseball. Everybody hates win-loss record. To me, it, it means I, like, I look at team win-loss in games you pitch as a starter, and I think that's important. I want to bring up one other thing about Desmond Ritter. There's a name that that I think about every time I think about Desmond Ritter, and that is Lamar Jackson. That was the team this offseason that we all said, uh, hello, if Lamar's asking out, why are you not offering up everything you could possibly offer up, Uh considering you have Drake London, a top 10 wide receiver. You have Kyle Pitts, I mean, draft-wise, a top 10 uh, tight end, Bijan Robinson, top drafted running back. Why are you not going after Lamar Jackson? And there was never a peep about Lamar Jackson. So to me, that tells me this is not their stopgap guy. 
This is the guy that they think can be their guy. Another thing to consider is through the first two games of the regular season, Desmond Ritter has two game-winning drives, including a 12-play, 68-yard drive that led to a field goal where they took the lead against the Green Bay Packers. There's something to be said for a quarterback that can find a way to get his team on the right side of close ball games because most games in the National Football League are going to be one-possession ball games. Desmond Ritter has done that in the first two games of this season. That's one of those intangibles that going back to Cincinnati we saw and why his team was able to get into the college football playoff. Maybe that's just something that's innate in Desmond Ritter. It's not something that we can quantify, but it's something that matters in terms of us being sold or convinced that he's the future at the position for the Falcons. All right, coming up, we'll play a little round of Gimme a Team. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePicks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. There it is. There it is. Little elder barge. Let's go. Come on, Evan. <laughs> you don't know the words. Yeah, it's all right. You're just, you just humming along. Leave you don't know the words. It's okay, though. It's yeah, okay, though. It's You're okay, though. Like, there you go. <laughs> Somebody with no rhythm singing Rhythm this of the Night. This makes me want to have it's a great. pina colada. I don't care that it's 9.33 a.m. Eastern time. Really? This, this it's five, it's 5 o'clock have, somewhere? You know what I'm saying? A little pina colada. This makes me want to have an umbrella in your drink. Okay. How is this never remade? I don't know. You think it's like one of those copyright issues that like they artists try to? Not sure. Not sure. I couldn't tell you. Every time I hear this song, though, I think about the movie Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. You probably don't remember that no. with Bruce Leroy. Definitely. That's okay. It's all right. Bruce it's a, Leroy? Bruce Leroy. This yeah, sounds like a, a deep cut. cut. Like a deep track. What do you mean? It's, like, it's a deep is it a, cut. Is it a popular movie? It's a cult classic. Oh, cult yeah, classic. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Bruce Leroy. Director your pizza to Daddy Green's pizza. Oh. It's okay though. It's okay that you guys don't know. Bruce that. Leroy sounds like a character on a on a bit on In Living Color. It's hilarious. Bruce Leroy <laughs> is hilarious. It's it's a it's adjacent to Dragonfly Jones. But anyway, 
I digress. Is, Every time the the song was prominently featured in the movie. That's why I think about it. There all you the go. Time. It yeah. is unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Very unsportsmanlike bringing that movie up. A pre- progressive <laughs> Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and all of our great stations all across the country. As many of them will have an AL battle tonight between the Astros and the Orioles, both in first place. Coverage begins 7.30 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. All right, we're going to play a little round of Give Me a Team, and then we're going to get more phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN on that player in sports you hold a grudge against as uh, Smalls is celebrating Adam Wainwright of the St. Louis Cardinals, 200th victory. I still hold a grudge against him for the 06 NLCS against the Mets, striking out Carlos Beltran, and CC holds a grudge against Tom Brady for the 2014 playoffs, his Ravens against the Patriots, and his Ravens blew two, not one, but two, 14-point leads in that game. My favorite Patriots game ever, actually. You just brought up the wrong one today. I got to be honest. All right, here we go. Ready? A round of give me a team. Give me a team that's 2-0 that won't make the playoffs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not buying into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, a retread quarterback, a guy that couldn't keep the starting job with the Carolina Panthers, a guy that couldn't keep the starting job with the Cleveland Browns. I'm supposed to believe that this guy is going to quarterback them back to the postseason? It ain't going to happen. And here's the thing. They've had a softball of, softball of a schedule first two weeks with the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. I think both of those teams absolutely stink. Competition gets a lot stiffer with the Philadelphia Eagles coming up, but their next four opponents are all undefeated through the first two weeks of the regular season. So I think this team is going to come back down to earth. I'm not buying into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one bit. That was my pick too, CC. And, and watching them through the first two weeks, I was like, wait, is Baker Mayfield good? Like, is should I get on this hype train? Don't buy it. Don't do it, Small. <laughs> Should I believe it? Don't him? get suckered in. You know, you're looking at some uh, some of the numbers, and you're thinking, "Oh, is this a is this a rebirth for him? Is he going to have a Geno Smith type season?" No, I'm with you. I I think they played the Vikings and the Bears. Not stiff competition, as you said. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you. The Buccaneers, I think they're going to fall back down to earth. Baker Mayfield is like somebody that don't like bacon. You can't trust him. <laughs> you can't trust him. Don't do it. Don't do it. You, you don't do it. You know what's interesting? I had a moment last night where watching the Saints and the Panthers on ESPN, I'm like, wow. There's Jameis Winston just sitting there cheering on his team. And then I started thinking about Baker Mayfield. And then I thought about the guy that we're looking at in Kyler Murray, who they're trying to get off of maybe. And ta- like The number one overall pick at that quarterback position, maybe not always what it's hyped up to be. If you think about, I mean, th- go around the league right now. Name your top five when healthy active quarterbacks. Go ahead. Top five when healthy? Yeah, Mahomes. 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 Not yeah. number one overall. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Was number one overall. Yeah. Uh, J- Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Not number one. I don't know if I'm putting Josh Allen. Okay, there, but yeah, fine. J- Lamar. J- Jalen Hurts. Not, Hurts. Yeah, not yeah. even a first rounder in the yeah, case of Hurts. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Okay, not number one overall. Lamar Jackson. Not number one overall. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers when healthy, maybe. Not number one overall. Yeah. The number one overall pick is a very interesting thing in that we always sit here and say, oh, if you're Arizona, you got to go get it. If you're Chicago, now you got to go get it. It doesn't always work out. Well, think about where those those players are going, though. Those are dysfunctional organizations. But then the counter is Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow took a dysfunctional organization and made it functional. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is taking a dysfunctional organization and making it functional. Um, and now Doug Peterson, obviously, is helping in there. Just wanted to point that out. As you well, see look James at Matt Winston Stafford. He went to a dysfunctional organization and didn't make it better, and Correct. then got traded to a functional franchise and won a damn Super Bowl. That's right. So, so a lot of it is the circumstances, the environment that you're brought into. Absolutely. Yeah, there just, are some players that transcend that, but most guys don't. Yeah. Wouldn't and, you love that, though, to be able to do revisionist history? If, if X player got on a better team 
mm-hmm. out of college, what could he have been? Because yeah. so many careers are wasted. I think about Sam Bradford with the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. I know he got injured, but he had a Swiss cheese offensive line. He didn't have a lot of weapons. Sam Bradford is about as turnkey of a quarterback coming out of college as you could hope for. If he was on a better team, what could his career have looked uh, like? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. With the Indianapolis Colts. I, I still mean, can't believe he's How, how did they luck? They literally luck into it, pun intended. They went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and found a way to screw it up by letting him get the career knocked out of him. Unreal. Because Ryan Grigson... Based on performance, is the worst general manager we've it's ever criminal. seen. It's criminal. He should be locked up. He is the worst. It's gen- criminal. You sports say, jail? Should we put him in sports jail? You yeah. could say, okay, whoever was running the, the uh, Lions when they went 0-16 or running the Browns and then 0-16. Matt yeah, That's not as bad as what Ryan Grigson did. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ryan Grigson was the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, and why that man was getting physically abused kept drafting wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely inexcusable. He's the worst GM of my lifetime in the NFL. All right, give me a team that is 0-2 that'll make the playoffs. Oh, God, I don't want to do this. Are you going to pick the Bengals? Uh, no, I don't want to do this. You know why I don't want to do this. Because we're going to pick his freaking team. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm not even going to look at him when I'm saying this. Okay. Right, gotta, what if I don't look at you? It's, it's, it's got to be the New England Patriots. Locking on me, it's a safe it's, space. It's got to be the New England Patriots. I mean, defensively, they have everything that you're looking for. And their number one overall draft pick, that Christian Gonzalez kid, he oh, looks he like he's so going to be a star. He's, he's going to be a star. But they nailed it with their draft class with Mer- Ma- Mapu and Keon White. Like they- They've got a lot of young players that are going to be key contributors. Matt Jadon is still one of the best edge rushers in all of football. And Matt Jones, who knew it, isn't terrible when he has a legitimate offensive coordinator. So I'm going to say the New England Patriots, when they get healthier along their offensive line, I think the worm will turn in terms of their, their fortunes. They'll get a little bit better. Now, they got tough sledding with their schedule, but they can win ugly. And that's what Bill Belichick would prefer. And he showed with his defensive game plan against this Miami Dolphins outfit, finding a way to be able to slow them down by going with a three-safety look. I mean, again, he's still a defensive genius. He'll keep games close. And I think their offense this year with Bill O'Brien as their O.C., can find a way to be more competitive and get on the winning side of those close ball games. Yeah, that coordinator disaster last year did Mac Jones no favors. Okay, yeah. Evan, I know you want to respond here. No, I'm good. I think everything you said was exactly right. I couldn't right. look at him. I, I can't know. look at him. I didn't look at you either. Right, don't worry. Right, I, don't I appreciate it. We went back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Smalls, any 2-0 team? He finds a way two? to make things that are cool. Lame. Drake. He just does it all the time. He can't, Drake. Drake. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. I'm going with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I know there's questions about his health, and if he's not there, it, they're not a factor. But I just have – with the Patriots, I get everything that you're saying, CC. but I just look at the Bengals, and they have earned the benefit of the doubt for me. I know that two division games are in a bit of a hole. You're wondering about Joe Burrow's health, but they've started slow before, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. and pick the Bengals. They did it last year. So yeah. what, what about you, Ev? 0-2 team that can get it turned around. Yeah, I think the Patriots are definitely – see, I don't think the Patriots have to get it turned around. I think we have to acknowledge, which you have, which I appreciate – how difficult their first two games were and how they've been depleted upon the offensive line. And the other thing that I would say is, remember, they haven't had their second, third, and fourth best corners. Yeah. Right? They've had injuries. Uh, Marcus Jones got hurt in the Marcus game on Jones Sunday got night. Hurt. Yeah. Jonathan Jones didn't play in Jack Jones. They have three Joneses. No, no joke. They have yeah. three guys named Jones. Right now they the can't corner. keep up with the Joneses, yeah. <laughs> and I made things not corny there. I mean, give me a break. Uh, Mark in Georgia on the ESPN app listening to us wants to give us his uh, grudge. Who are you holding a grudge against, Mark? All right, if I got one of the coach, can I get two for a coach and a player? Go ahead, quickly. Because I got, I got to put Bobby Bowden because I'm a Miami fan and Michael Jordan because I love my Knicks. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, those are two good ones. Those are good yeah. ones. Right? Yeah, those are good ones. I, I have friends that grew up in New York that are such hardcore Nick fans that won't acknowledge Michael's greatness. And I'm just like, like really now? And they still won't celebrate Michael's greatness because they're Knicks fans, which is just nuts to me. And yes, if you're a Miami fan, the you know Florida State-Miami rivalries, of course, you're always going to, to have that kind of grudge against each other. By the way, speaking of Florida State, Deion Sanders continues to be the biggest show in college football. We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, little Earth Wind, little Earth Wind Fire. I don't know why they played this at my high school football games. Like every time we were getting ready to come out to play a high school football game, they always played this song. Because it's a bop? I mean, it's a bop, but I mean, as a 16, 17-year-old, <laughs> is this going to get you crunk for your high school football No, not, not necessarily. This is not Friday Lights music. I'm just, I'm just saying. I want to give people an exact quote from one Michelle Smallman just before we came on the oh, air. Oh, boy. Here we go. What she did I say? She said, it's September 19th. I got to start preparing my costume. You're going to get ready for Halloween on September 19th? You don't? No, I don't, as a matter of fact. You have to order things in advance, Evan. You That's a have great to, point. You have to plan. You have to order. You have to try on. You might have to go out and source some other things. I don't mess around when it comes to Halloween. What are some of your best of Halloween costumes? Well, last year I was Barbie, um, a year before the Barbie craze. So I just wow. want to say I was early mm-hmm. on that, which was great. Um, in college, we were trolls one year, which was outstanding. We glued our hair up and painted it. Okay. It was really fun. Nice. Yeah, I mean... All sorts of things. I, I already know what I want to be this year. Can't reveal it. But it's, Oh, you know. Oh, I know what wow. I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah. I, gotta, I think I, I think I just walked into what I'm going to do. So I, I referenced Bruce too. Leroy from The Last Dragon with the Elder Bar song. I think I'm going to go as Shonuff. Who's the master? That's show enough. Really yeah, go ask oh, Show That's enough. what I was going to do. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't. But my best Halloween costume, because my wife really leans into Halloween. She takes it very seriously. Best Halloween costume. I went as King Joffy Joe Fur from Coming to America, and she nice. went as one of the Rose Bears. I, I, you're going to like this one. I went as the Damon Wayans in college, the Damon Wayans character from In Living Color. The uh, I bring my own facilities, that one, like the homeless guy. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I carried a pickle jar around. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Homie the Clown. Homie, homie, homie don't play homie, that. Homie. Like you should, like you should go as Homie the Clown. Homie don't play that. You know, I should and walk asked, around with the sock and slapping people. Yeah, I should have asked Tom Coughlin about this when he joined us earlier. You yeah. go back on the ESPN app and listen to that interview. I have compared many of times the in living color cast to the '86 Giants coaching staff. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's no, pretty, this is pretty, a good it's comparison. Good. It's pretty good. If you look at the amount of people 
Jerry is so good, our TV producer, he could probably do a split screen on this at some point or just like whatever, just not even a picture. It's just a list of all of the big-time coaches that were on the 86 Giants and then all of the people that were on the Living Color staff. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox, Rosie Perez, Jennifer Lopez, wow. Keenan Ivory Wayans, Kim Wayans, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer. I'm probably forgetting people. It's an outstanding. That's the most ridiculous <laughs> it was a, cast of all time. It was a time. great show. It's it unbelievable. Was a great show. 86 Giants, Parcells, Belichick, Coughlin, Cornell, Weiss, uh, Grow probably was on that. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Ray Perkins maybe was on that. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Per- no, no. Perkins wasn't on uh, that. Ron Earhart was on that. Yeah, he was there, yeah. I mean, you're talking about some great all-time staffs. All-time coaches. And the Iowa coaching staff back in the day. Hayden Fry with Barry Alvarez and Brett Bielema and all the students. Yes, yes, yes. That was a great A staff. lot of people. Iowa, Giants, in living color. I'm telling you. Who would have known that you could find a through line between those two? Does it not make sense? It makes sense. I get where you're going. It makes a lot of sense. Thank you. you. I I appreciate that. I got you. All right. Dion is the hottest name right now and the hottest thing going on in college football. And this is, by the way, at a time where Alabama decides that they're going to switch quarterbacks again. Jalen Miller is going to be their starter after not playing last week, getting benched. Saban comes out and basically says he likes his um, what he did on the bench cheering on his team, which has me speculating in my head and I'm not reporting anything and I shouldn't throw out reckless, reckless speculation. So let me do it in question form. Is there a chance that Milrow was actually suspended last week? I don't know what he would be suspended for, but was one of those quiet, I'm not going to make a, a scene about this, or maybe not suspended is not the right word. No. Penalized for something? No, I mean, no? if he was penalized for anything, it would be bad decision-making in the Texas game. But, I mean, I think that Nick Saban owed it to his team to figure out what they had in Ty Simpson and Tyler Buckner, and he realized that those guys ain't the answer. So right. the the lesser of the three evils is Jalen Milrow. At least, if anything, Jalen Milrow can make those splash plays, those explosive plays. He's got the athleticism to be away, be able to get away from pressure, and he's got a, a ham cannon on his arm. So, I mean, like, he's a big play waiting to happen. You just don't know if it's going to happen for the Alabama offense or the opposing defense. But I think Nick Saban... Based on the team that he has, the defense that he has, he's willing to take his chances with Milrow. And yet, all of what we just said, Nick Saban, out of the top 10, QB change. Colorado is still a bigger story, which is unbelievable. Fair point. Of course. Fair Fair, point. I mean, think about that in a normal year with all of those little items underneath the Alabama bullet point. That's crazy to think. ESPN reported yet, or not reported, announced yesterday that it was the fifth most college watched college football game on record, Colorado wow. and Colorado State. Dion has made, I think it's over now, $4 million on the sunglasses. And here's the thing. That was a 10 o'clock kick. Easter time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was an East Coast 10 o'clock. So we were waiting for Deion Sanders. to st- Like, think about this. How many people have stayed up for a 10 o'clock kick for a Colorado game on oh. the East Coast? How many people in, in, the, in the history of Colorado football? Like, never. And, and my point is this. Like, Dion is a lightning rod. He's polarizing. Whether you love him, whether you hate him, you got to tune in to watch. The guy sold 72,000 pairs of sunglasses while launching his sunglass brand based on what Jay Norvell did and criticizing him in the middle of last week. Does he deserve a cut? Does Jay, Jay Norvell, Norvell deserve a cut? Was it an inside job? I mean, is that I mean, a fair question? I mean, I mean you, got, you got the first time in the Colorado-Colorado State rivalry where it's two blackhead coaches. Was it an inside job? Was it Dion and Jay Norris? Hey, man, I'm about to launch these sunglasses. Talk take about the sunglasses. Take a shot. I, I, I give you, you know, Dion's we're split smart. It, we're split it, smart? We're split it 80-20, 90-10. Whatever it is, I give you a little something on the side. <laughs> 
All I'm simply I mean, saying is I mean, to see Chuck it. Rose from Billions and working behind the scenes right? like that? But think about it. Dion is everywhere. He was on 60 Minutes this past Sunday. He's got the KFC commercial. He's got the, the freaking Almonds commercial. He's got the Aflac commercial with Nick Saban and the Duck. He's everywhere, yep. and yet we can't get enough of them. Dion was on social media yesterday saying the phone is ringing off the hook about recruits that want to come take official and unofficial visits. Business is booming right now. We in a great place in terms of recruiting. Everybody wants a piece of Colorado football right now, and that's because of Dion. His son is a Heisman Trophy candidate. We got a quarterback that's a Heisman Trophy candidate, and yet he is overshadowed by the head coach, which never happens in college football. But that's where we are because of who it is, Deion Sanders. We're only three weeks into the season, and Deion has made this a roaring success. No matter what happens from here on out, it's a successful season. Could you imagine the hype if they upset Oregon this weekend? No, I can't. If they upset Oregon in Eugene, can you imagine the hype around this It's already a fever pitch. I said it yesterday, it's the hottest club in America. Every celebrity is trying to figure out a way to get a PJ and go to Colorado because they want to be around Coach Prime. They want to have proximity to Can you get one of your celebrity friends to let us on the plane when they do go out to Colorado? I don't have celebrity friends like that. I'm just saying. Can you, yeah, you do. Can you hit your ride? On. I don't know anybody with a PJ. Do you, think, you two do. What's that now? Do you think that, um, <laughs> do you think that there's going to be a copycat effect? Do you think other college programs, basketball and football, are going to try to copy this? And I don't know that there's a comp. How can co- you well, copy Well, that's a thing. It? It, it needs to be, in essence, a cultural icon within sports that crosses over. It's, it's making Shaq your head coach if you're a college basketball team. He has no reason to do it. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he doesn't want to do that. But who wants to commit the way Coach Prime has? This is a 24-7, 365 job. Recruiting, transfer portal, NIL, your game planning. Coach Prime is really ingratiated into this, and he's had success. I don't know if you can replicate this, even if you try. Yeah, Smalls, because, no, it's a one-on-one. Prime is a unicorn. Like, think about it. We had Herm Edwards on the show yesterday, and he said Deion Sanders is unquestionably the best covered corner to have ever played in the NFL. He wears a Hall of Fame jacket. He's got a gold jacket. But then beyond that, he's one of the biggest, most electric personalities that we've ever seen in sports. He's got two nicknames. He's got Primetime. He's got Neon Dion. Think about it. The guy played in a regular season NFL game and a playoff baseball game in the same day. Like, 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 in terms of being an icon, there is nobody like Dion. I just think that there are a lot of programs, both collegiate and professional programs that are going to want to get a piece of Dion at the end of this season based on what he's been able to do for Colorado this year. Yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with one. I, I don't know who the comp would be because a lot of the guys that I think would be good in that spot as, as big-time coaches are either still playing or wouldn't do it, and it's really hard. He really may be one of one in doing this. Yeah, but I'm just saying from a personality standpoint, He's one of one. There's nobody like him. He's one of one. We are on to Wednesday. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.